Hello, and welcome back to the IMWT Podcast, where we discover the stories behind some of West Texas A&M University's donors, alums, faculty, staff, and students. My name is Brave House, and I am here with my co-host, Tierney Lockhart. How are you doing today? Hello, guys. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. We are here, joined with Jimmy Lockie. How are you today? I am happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. You are absolutely welcomed here. The CEO of Kids Incorporated, which was a huge part of my childhood, a, a great place for youth to play any kind of sport, uh, football, track, baseball. Uh, before we dive into the meat of the podcast, I want to know, what's your favorite sport of all time? Well, of all the programs that we do, track's my favorite, but it's probably for a different reason than most people would think. <laughs> you know, football coach doesn't need my help. Basketball coach doesn't need my help. But somebody's got to organize those track meets. That, yeah. is, <laughs> that is mass chaos. <laughs> and so our staff works each Saturday during those track meets. And uh, I'm usually out at the fifth and sixth grade meet, uh, usually the starter at it. And, you know, it's a time I get to be around the kids and have a little fun with them and a little one-to-one that typically in most of the sports I don't get to do because I'd just be in the way if I was out there all the time. Track for that reason, you know, growing up, I, I was a coach's kid. And so all the sports were, were fun for me. I told you all off air, you know, I got my eye put out with a BB gun when I was 10 years old. And that changed some things for me as I got a little older. But football, baseball, I couldn't get enough of when I was a kid. And I, just anything about sports in general, I'm, I'm pretty much a fan. So, and you were discussing earlier, you know, we, that when it came to kids in track, I remember, you know, we used to run on, on the grass fields and all those clumpy grass fields. And you said that, you said earlier that that's about to change. Well, we're planning on it changing. We're in the middle of a capital campaign. I, I tell everybody around here, I come up swinging every morning, you know, WT's in the middle of this $125 million capital campaign. Yeah. Emerald College has got a $50 million capital campaign, but yeah, we're in the middle of a $30 million capital campaign. We're about 10 months deep into it. We've raised around about $17 million to this point. Oh, wow. Okay. We've got a $30 million project. We've been given 90 acres of land. If you know where the Hollywood Theater is as you go into mm-hmm. town, all of that land behind there, between there and the Par 3 course, all the way back south down to the transmission lines, and then L around all the way over to Coulter, has been given to us by Rock Rose Development to put in a state-of-the-art athletic complex for this region. It's long overdue. You know, we've tried through many bond issues through the city over the years, and they just haven't passed. And I'm not getting any younger, and if we're going to get anything done, I brought a group of people in a couple of years ago, January, and said, hey, everybody leave their egos at the door, and let's talk about this. Because I had people that were competitors from one another in the room, and I said, the, the key in this deal is we've got to put egos outside the outside mm-hmm. the walls, and we've got to talk about, A, what's best for kids, B, what's going to be an economic engine for this area, and two, what also provides some some outdoor space and indoor space for adults? What other collaborations can we bring to the table in the deal? And so that's what we've done. And you know, Emerald College is going to have a practice field for their baseball team out there. We've invited their intramural programs to play out there. Should they ever add additional sports, soccer or softball, there'll be a space for them to have a field there. They don't have to build anything. And then phase two, once we finish this outdoor project, we'll start immediately on the indoor project, which will be north of the outdoor complex. And it'll have a 300-meter indoor track that we're working with Michael McBroom here at WT. And hopefully WT will have an indoor track for too long. So, yeah, it's a big project. And that complex will have a couple of 200-meter turf tracks. Everything will be synthetic turf. So All the right. kids won't have yeah. the clumps. Yes. They won't have those clumps in the middle of the grass anymore to fall in. So we're really excited. And you know, it's just, you just got to be patient. It's a lot of money. If you just watch the Panhandle Gibbs this week, we finished with $8.8 million in it. And the goal was 5.2. 
So that just tells you the benevolence of this area and and we, we're very fortunate to live in a region where people are so giving, and I have no doubt we'll get this done. WT will finish theirs up. Emerald College will be successful, and and everybody in this area will benefit from it. Yeah. So why is an indoor complex like so important for this region? Well, number one, for Kids, Inc., there's a desperate need for additional basketball and volleyball courts, which this facility will have. We run into gym issues occasionally. But we know from an economic standpoint, there's a lot of club teams. We're not in the club business, but we have a lot of club teams that need practice space. We have a lot of club teams that would like to host more tournaments in this area, and that's where the economics come in. When you start talking about bringing other club programs to town and the hotel tax and the sales tax that that generates, and we know that because we have an office in Elk City, Oklahoma. Their city hired us in 2015 to run all their programs over there. We also have an office in Hereford. We run Hereford Sports and Wellness, and then we just signed on to take over a brand-new activity center in Dalhart. We're experienced in other communities. We spent $5.5 million turfing two really nice baseball and softball complexes in Elk City that paid for themselves in two years during a pandemic through hotel tax and sales tax in a town of 12000 So if you can recover $5.5 million in two years in a town of 12000 can you imagine with us hosting and giving these club programs an opportunity to have these tournaments in Amarillo, the amount of dollars that that can generate economically for our region and for the city, it benefits everybody. It's a win-win for everyone. The thing about our project, this go-around, is this isn't coming out of the taxpayer's pocket. We're raising all of this privately, so there's no, there can't be any complaining about that. Everybody's been very kind and very on board to us, and it's, and it's been nice. There's not been any pushback because it's, it's our project. At the end of the day, Kids Inc. will own and operate this facility, and there's going to be a whole lot of other people who are going to get to use it. That's awesome. We were discussing, you know, we've been talking about all the, you know, all the great work that you've been doing, but let's let's talk about you yourself, Jimmy. So tell us about where you grew up, where you come from, and how you came to be part of the WT program. Well, anybody that knows me knows that's the least of my favorite subjects is talking about me. (laughs) I grew up in Dumas, Texas, and my dad was a coach. My mom was a school nurse everyday folks. My mom told me at a young age, the group of people that I was in class with was a special class. And I graduated from high school in 1980 in Dumas. And some of those folks are to this day, some of them are my very best friends. I can't stress enough what a close class we were and still are. That group and, and growing up in Dumas, growing up around the coaching staff that my dad worked with, really shaped and molded who I am today because I grew up with some great men that not only me, but all my buddies were around. And those coaches were, they were a different kind of breed than than, than what we have today. Not putting any coaching staff down today, but it was just different times. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I knew that any one of those coaches could bust my hind in anywhere I was <laughs> any day of the week. And no, there weren't going to be any questions asked. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, now you got to account for everything you do when you look at a kiddo. And so, uh, back then, they had permission to take care of me if I got out of line, and so I tried to walk the straight and narrow most of the time, but grew up in a really good environment and, and around great folks, and when I got my eye put out, I started. I played golf. My dad ran the pool in the summer times out where the golf course was. I started playing golf, and, and it became something I really enjoyed, and I got pretty good at, and had some opportunities to go play golf elsewhere, and my dad really wanted me to come to WT. He went and played football at LSU, and he got his shoulder hurt his junior year, couldn't play anymore, and he came back home and, and got a geology degree from WT back in the late 50s. And he had a great experience, and he just really, he knew me way better than I knew me at that time. 
and just said, you really need to give this a shot. I'm not telling you what you have to do, but I think you ought to give this a place. So we came down in the summer, and ironically, the gentleman that gave me my tour of the dorm, which is right across the street, Gunther Hall, was one of my groomsmen in my wedding. So, (laughs) I mean, so right there, the first guy I meet on campus ends up being one of my groomsmen in my wedding, and it just kind of went from there. My next-door neighbor, our freshman year, Got an opportunity to serve as director of residential living at a very young age. I worked in residence halls for Doug, and Doug was one of my groomsmen. That's how it worked. The best thing from WT is this is where I met my wife. The summer I finished was the summer she was starting, so I cradle-robbed that group of freshmen and, <laughs> and took her under my wing as best I could. And somehow, 34 years later, I've managed to hang on to her. But this place is, is so much more to me than I could ever explain. I got a great education here. I wasn't the best student. Gay Ham, if you're out there listening, she was one of my math teachers. <laughs> and Gay will tell you that I was the only student she ever had in college that had a parent-teacher conference. <laughs> I might not have been going to class very often at one point in time. And so I guess my parents came down, Dr. Townsend. I could, I could probably name them all. They all got visits from my parents, and then I got visits with all of them, and uh, that, that took care of that. Sleeping in wasn't an option anymore. (laughs) Better get up and go to class. And so great experiences here. I just, I I could go on and on about it. Yeah. And then it seems like you ended ended up working here, right? And then now your kids go here, your kids went here. (sighs) So WT really is like in your blood. Yeah. I. So back in the day, I was an education major. And the last semester of your schooling, you did eight weeks of methods classes in classroom and then you did the last eight weeks student teaching in a, at, a, at a school. And on Thursday, I was scheduled to go on Monday to start my student teaching at Caprock High School. And I got a job offer in residential living, and that changed the course. And so I took that opportunity to take the job at WT and did not do my student teaching, took a last-minute class to finish my degree. Actually, my bachelor's says general studies because I didn't finish it in education. My master's degree is in educational administration. Took that job in residential living, worked there for six years, and then had an opportunity to be the executive director of the Alumni Association a few years later. And so I served in that position for almost seven years. And then I went to Kids Inc. in 95. I worked with some great people here. There's not many of them around anymore. That's showing my age. (laughs) There were some great folks. I worked for some great leaders. Barry Thompson became our president in uh, 1991, probably one of the most charismatic leaders I ever worked around. He was fun to watch do his thing. He wasn't here long, but he was fun to watch, and I, and he and I really clicked. Dr. Long did a great job when he was here. I didn't work with Dr. Long very very long after he became president, but I admired him and, and, and respect him and the years that he put in here. Dr. Wendler and I have a wonderful relationship. We're, we're very close friends, and, and uh, I like kidding around with him. He's a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and I really appreciate all that he's done to reach out to the Panhandle. Just had an opportunity to be involved in, in, in a lot of things around here that are important to me and important to this region. And anything I can do to help promote it, I'll do it. Absolutely. So uh, could you possibly tell us maybe a story that a lot of people might not know uh, that you experienced at your time working for WT? Something that, you know, you might find funny or something that no one knows about or you'd like to maybe share. Well, I've got lots of those. <laughs> I would just one. So let me tell you about this one. I'm going to take you back to a time that y'all would not remember, but 
There was a time when things weren't so rosy around here. Dr. Roach was our president. Dr. Roach treated me like a king. I was not a threat to him, but he and the faculty didn't get along. And I'm just putting it on the line. He, he and the faculty did not get along. They actually had a vote of no confidence in the president at the time. And I'm running the alumni office at this time, so it's tough. We are getting ready to join the AM system. WT had its own Board of Regents at the time. And so we're at our very last Board of Regents meeting in August of 90. And this will be the last meeting before we transfer governance over to the A&M system. And Boone Pickens was our board chairman. Dr. Bird, who was a, our psychology professor here, and another good friend of mine, was the faculty senate president. And he gave his final report to the, to the Board of Regents. It wasn't the most favorable to them, but it, talking about the excitement of joining the A&M system. And Boone Pickens had those glasses of his sitting down top of his nose. <laughs> And Dr. Bird finished his report, and he said, well, Dr. Bird, there's a lot of things I'm going to miss about coming to campus, but one I'm sure isn't listening to your report. Now we'll, <laughs> now we'll hear from Jimmy Lackey, Director of the Alumni Association. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, no. And so I'm sitting there going, okay, it's my turn. And my boss, Bruce Grimes, you know, he was like, Jimmy, bullet points and get out of the, get off the stage. Yeah. <laughs> and so I got up there, and I know all these regents. I know every one of them. Eddie Scott, Hazel Kelly Wilson, Becky Dodson, John Chandler. I know every one of them. And I got up there and I said, well, did anybody see the Rangers game last night? <laughs> and I look over, my boss is giving himself CPR. And, and Eddie Scott said, yeah, dadgum Tony Pena hit that ball out in the eighth and beat us two to one. And I reached in my pocket and I pulled that baseball out. And I said, I was the one that caught the ball in the outfield. Wow. And I drove all night long to get back to see you all today. And it just broke the ice in the room. And I was probably 28 or nine years old at the time. Mm-hmm. But those people needed a little levity. You know, they needed to back off and realize what we're there to do. And I gave them a lesson. They appreciated it at the end of the day. <laughs> I took a chance. Nonalee Barnett and Catherine Winsett were two ladies that really supported the university back in the day. And I had been sitting over there by them and I went back and took my seat. They go, kid, that was awesome. <laughs> you know, what do you do? You just, you got to break the ice sometimes. Yeah. But For sure. That's one that I will never forget, but that's a true story. I caught that ball in the outfield and we drove all night home. So my buddy drove me back and my wife so I could be at that Regents meeting the next morning. So that's a true story. I like that a lot. Well, Jimmy, I can't wait to talk to you some more about WT and the One West campaign. But right now, we are going to take a little break. We'll be right back in 30 seconds. Donors to West Texas A&M University give more than their material support. They devote time, expertise, and commitment WT would not be what it is today without individuals dedicated to our forward progress. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to I Am WT. We are here with Jimmy Lackey, the CEO of Kids Incorporated, father of three girls. Is that what it says on our that's talking fa- point? That's fact. I got three daughters. Three daughters? Yeah, go on. Uh, tell us about them. They're the best. I would hope that any parent would say that about their kids. Jayla came to WT, had a great experience here, uh, left her last semester to go do an internship for Mac Thornberry in Washington, D.C. In March, he offered her a full-time job, so she actually went to work for him and worked for him for almost four years, right up until the time he got ready to retire from Congress, and then came back home, and now she's the grant writer in the development office here at WT. Kennedy, our middle daughter, one of my best friends 
brainwashed her as a child and felt like she needed to go to Oklahoma State. That's where he <laughs> played. He played football there, and so she grew up wanting to go to Oklahoma State, and that's what she did. And she went over there and finished in three years. Got a degree in speech communications and and uh, disorders. Went to Tech, got her master's there in uh, speech and language disorders, and she is a speech therapist now at Northwest Texas Hospital in Amarillo. They were in Allen, Texas. She and Luke were in Allen. She was in a school district down there at Richardson ISD. Luke was an engineer at Texas Instruments and got a job at Pantex in May, so we got them back home. And then Hallie, our youngest, she'll graduate here in about a week and a half from WT. so exciting. Yeah. We'll find out what her role it is. She's a business major and you know, she works over in uh, the uh, student center in one of those offices over there. I never can remember what the title of it is. It's some big, long title, <laughs> student engagement or something over there in that corner. Gotcha, okay. It wasn't there when I was there. That was where the president's office was when I was in school here. But, yeah, she's been working over in that office for a good year and a half. And the world's her oyster here in about a week and a half. We'll see what she does, but she'll do good things. And one thing Hallie knows how to do is make money. That's all <laughs> she's ever been interested in. She has three jobs right now. She's a hard worker and really commits to the things that she's involved in. So we're Kim and I are really proud of our kiddos. They've done really, really well. You know, they work hard and they're they're low maintenance as far as being a dad. Yeah, that's always really great to have. Just like kids that make it easy and make the parents. I I hope I did that for my parents, but I can surely tell you my kids did that for me. They're just they're easy. They're very opinionated, <laughs> and, and they're girls, and they got a mama, and whatever goes. It's just yes, ma'am, around my house, but we're, the boys are changing the world. I got two son-in-laws. Hallie's got a boyfriend over a couple of years. I got two grandsons and another grandson on the way. So the boys are taking over around our place, and it's that's been a fun little dynamic change. Yeah. <laughs> well, kind of moving on a little bit, just to I know you were talking. We were just talking about how you um, worked at WT. So how did working at WT and being a student at WT prepare you for when you went to Kids Inc. Well, truth be told, I wasn't looking for a job when this deal at Kids Inc. came about. A friend of mine was director of United Way and really encouraged me to look into this deal. And and so I sat down with the search committee, and there were six of them. And when I walked in for that meeting, there was four of them that I knew really well. So we were able to have a very serious conversation about what they were looking for. You know, I really, honestly, all I ever wanted to do was be in sports. I wanted wanted Bill Craddock's job. He ran intramurals. Or I wanted to be the athletic director or work in athletics the timing wasn't right in, in either of those opportunities here at WT. And this still came about. And I used to tell my dad, he asked me when I was 18 years old, he said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to be an athletic director. And he said, my God, have I not taught you anything? <laughs> and I just didn't know it was going to be for four-year-olds up through sixth graders. you know. And that's, that's what we do. We provide sporting opportunities for kiddos pretty much age four up through six, some eighth, some eighth graders. But everything that I did at WT prepared me for what I'm doing now, mainly my network of people and resources that I could lean on early in my tenure there. Think about this. I left WT in 95, got to Kids Inc. We didn't have email. Think about that. We didn't have cell phones were rare. Not many people had a cell phone. So communicating with thousands upon thousands of parents at that time was all done on paper. Fax machines weren't in every office at that time. That wasn't that long ago. Think about where we are today and all the communication sources that you have today. We had a lot of catching up to do when I got there. There was only two little computers in the office, and they really didn't do anything. I mean, we had to get databases in place. We had to get phone systems in place. And fortunately, I'd done that. I'd been part of those type things. And the girl that worked with me at the alumni office 
eight months later, came to work with me at Kids, Inc., and really she was my operations director and was able to take over some things there so I could spend my time uh, doing big-picture items off the task list that the board had laid in front of me at that time. But everything that I was able to get in there and get to get done early on is from experiences that I had at WT and opportunities that were given to me at a very young age. I go back and tell everybody this. Dr. Roach didn't have to hire me as the director of the Alumni Association when he did. I think I was 26 or 7 years old, and he, he, he took a chance on me, and I took advantage of it. I, I worked hard. Uh, at that at that job, and and I made relationships that carried forward with me to Kids Inc. and carry forward with me to this day. I, I took advantage of opportunities that were given to me to to work hard, get my feet on the ground, and 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 I wanted to learn. I was a, I was just like a sponge. Anything that somebody could teach me new, I wanted to know how to do it. And uh, I spent time in all the different disciplines around campus. Something new on campus popped up. I wanted to go over and sit down with the professor or the dean or whoever it was and have them show me what it was that we were getting to do that something was new. And we'd put it in the you know alumni newsletter and those type things. And so just being hands-on and being a part of those things gave me the tools to do what we do today. And hopefully I've tried to pass those on to, to my staff over the years. I've got a great staff. I've got staff that average close to 20 years apiece with me. And so we've, we've got a very tenured staff. They're the best at what we do in the youth sports industry. I, there's not another group out there that does any better than what my staff does. And so yeah, I try to give them all the props in the world because they're great to work with. They're people that I care about and love. But most importantly, they're there to do what's best for kids every day. And, and that's what I ask of them. That's their number one charge is just come to work and do what's best for kids. Yeah. And it's worked out. You've been there since 95, and it's been growing and growing ever just, since. Yeah, November 16th started year 28 for me. So. That's awesome. You know, I'm a dinosaur. There's not many people stay in positions that long anymore. Usually people are looking for the next best thing, but sometimes you find your calling, and Kids, Inc. was my calling, and I just didn't know it. And that's one of those things. There's a plan for everybody out there. You just got to let it happen, and sometimes it's not on your watch or on your timeline. But I also I go back. I'm old school. You got to work hard, too. That's one thing that we do around our place. We work hard, and we take our job serious. That's excellent, and I, I totally agree that Hard work is essential in any industry. Now, we've discussed some about the One West campaign. We won't go into detail. If you want more information, I direct you to visit wtamu.edu forward slash One West. But I wanted to get your opinion, Jimmy, about the success of the One West campaign. Well, first off, it's like no other campaign in this area. It's groundbreaking for this region to have a campaign of that magnitude. Dr. Wendler and I sat down in his office one day and discussed it. And it was as it was getting started, kind of had him explain to me, you know, this is big. Talk to me about the, the different pieces of it. And, and we talked about it. It all starts at the top. You got to have a leader that's willing to go out and promote. In, in this case, you got to have a very strong development team. When I worked here, we had one development officer and she had a secretary. And that was it. Betty Howe, I tell everybody I went to the school of development for Betty from Betty Howe. She was outstanding in the in the world of development and really did a lot of good things for us back then. But you know, Dr. Raspberry and Leslie and, and that whole team over there, you know, their major gift officers, Matt and, and uh, Molly and Keith, you know, Keith and I go way back. You know, they've got some of the very best over there in that department who are great ambassadors for the university, going out and making those relationships. It all comes down to cultivating, nurturing, and developing relationships. Those folks over in that office really do a good job of that. And I think they understand that people can pick fake apart real fast around here. You got to be genuine. You got to really care. And, 
you know, those people can go sell WT in their sleep, and that's critical. It can't be something that just comes across as being fake. When your blood's maroon and you go out and you show people that and they get an opportunity to experience some of the inner workings and come to campus and see what's going on here now. I've got so many friends that have been back in the last year or so that hadn't been back to campus in 30 years, and they're blown away. I mean, they're just blown away. That makes a dad proud in me because my kids got to experience that. You know, the things that are new that weren't here when I was here. Well, that's great. That's what you want. You want things better for your kids than they were when you were a kid. And so this campaign is, I I probably can't put uh, an adjective on it, how important it is in the big picture, 30 to 50 years down the road. That's what it's doing is it's setting the groundwork for the next 25 to 50 years for this university. It's just unbelievable what they've been able to do. And Dr. Wendler was the right guy at the right time to be here to to get it underway, and and then the people that have stepped up. I mean, you talk about the Schaefers and the Inglers and the Peels and the Baines, and the list goes on and on. Doc and Terry Rogers. I mean, look at the things in the in those gifts that have led to other gifts that people like me can't give in those means. But we want to do something at our own mean level, and it's encouraged others to get involved at, at whatever level they can. It takes leadership, and those folks that stepped up to be a part of this campaign have done this university a tremendous justice over the next 25, 50 years. Yeah. So I guess our last question, because, I mean, I can tell by just the way you've spoken about WT, but what does WT mean to you? Everything. Uh, Got me choked up on that one. (laughs) I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today if I hadn't come to school here in the fall of 1980. That's a fact. The people that I met, that gum, you got me on that one. <laughs> I just can't, I can't explain the opportunities that came to me at a young age. And I took advantage of them. You know, when, when something, somebody gave me an opportunity to step into a role that I felt like, I don't know if I'm the right guy, but I'm, I want to try it. I did. I wasn't in the cool crowd in high school, but I, you know, I, I was friends with everybody but once I got here, I felt like I had a little oomph in me, you know, for the first time. I thought, I can kind of step out of my little shy shadow and do some things that are out of my comfort zone. Everybody's just looking for leadership. You know, that sounds corny, and a lot of people don't take to that real well. But in the end of the day, people, they're just looking for somebody to show them the way and show them how and then teach them how so that they can do it too. And that's, the, that's what I got out of this deal. People gave me an opportunity to learn things, and I got an opportunity to go experience them, learn how to do them myself, and then teach others how to do them. And it's a cycle. It's that circle of life thing. And like I said, I met my wife here. That's the number one thing at the end of the day. The list goes on and on from there. But, again, I told you, you can't you can't fake things. And I hope by me sitting here, y'all figured out none of this is fake with me. Uh, this campus is real. This institution is real to me. And the best part, what I get to do is I get to be an ambassador for them, and I'm not on the payroll. I'm not. Nobody's paying me to be here. Nobody's paying me to say these things. And that's probably the best non-fake advertisement I can give for folks because I'm not getting paid to do any of this, but I love this university as much today as I did the day I worked here and sold it every day. That's, that's probably the best part for me. 
Well, you got me choked up. <laughs> it's really great to hear your words and just how much you love WT because people like you have made WT possible for students like us who are getting to do it right now, experiencing the things that you were talking about because WT really is a spirit and being here is just, it's always going to be something that unites buffs from today and buffs from like the nineties. So. And it, it, it absolutely helps out with things like your contributions who knew that we would have something like this, this podcast suite with, without people like you that would, would just, we can't thank you enough for all your help and support that you've done. Well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a pimple on a bull's butt in the picture of this thing, but I'm glad to be a pimple. And that's a redneck way of saying things around here, but dadgum, what this place has meant to me, I can't put into words and, been good to me it's been good to my family that's probably the best way to leave it ceo of kids inc father of three alum here at west texas a university jimmy we can't thank you enough for your time we absolutely had a blast talking to you well other than that last part y'all getting to me i, I think <laughs> i enjoyed the rest of it too so. that was a great podcast so thank you again so much my pleasure for- my pleasure so we thank you all thank you so much for listening we will see you next time on the next episode of i am wt 